0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to
1: the Morning Magillus podcast. Pulse 95. Between local lines. Notes from the Emirate. Notes the Emirates. A very good morning to all of our listeners. Back onto the program, we're going to be talking to you about the level of healthcare provided here in the UAE and in the Emirate of Sharjah in particular when it comes to handling very uh, intricate cases and very complex uh, procedures as well. And here at the MedCare in Sharjah, the skill, the skull-based surgeons, ICU, and the pediatrician teams have demonstrated exceptional. Uh, competence in handling intricate cases they recently removed a nasal tumor about 60 grams from a, a patient that was only nine years of age and to talk to us in greater detail about skull based surgery and the level of health care provided here we're very kindly joined by professor jana kiram who is an enc specialist at the Medcare hospital in Sharja. a very good morning to you and thank you for joining us
0: a very good morning to you and a very good morning to the viewers. My name is Professor Narayanan Janikram. Hello.
1: Well, thank you for joining us. Now, if you can talk to us about what is skull-based surgery uh, to help us paint the picture, to understand uh, about the, the, the treatment on offer nowadays at a hospital here in Sharjah.
0: Okay, so um, I have been uh, doing skull-based surgery for the past around 20 years now. A skull-based surgery is a surgery which is uh, done through the nose, through the nasal cavity. And uh, there is a small piece of bone between the brain and the nose, which separates the brain and the nose. So any, any tumor which occurs between the brain and the nose or just adjacent to the nose, adjacent to the brain, uh, if we operate, it's called skull-based surgery. It's a very new concept. And we don't make incisions, we don't, uh, you know, cut the head or break the head and we do it via the nose and uh, we remove tumors.
1: Amazing. So that, that is a great uh, d- d- procedure. Prestig- so you're saying it's a very new procedure. And it, it's, it, it, so what are the latest advancements, you, would you say, in terms of its technique and, and how it's been conducted nowadays?
0: Yeah, so basically now the trend of uh, surgery is moving towards natural orifice surgery. Means you don't make scars outside, Mm. you don't break bones and you go through the natural orifices like for example the ear, the nose or the mouth so that there's no scar Mm. and this is called minimally invasive surgery. So it's like the laparoscopy or uh, you know urethroscopy or paravaginal surgery, hysterectomy and things like that. Nobody wants a scar in the face, Mm -hmm. the face is the most exposed part of a human being and nobody wants the face to be cut. So, uh, latest surgery was developed uh, in the US and um, this is also now spread throughout the world. And I am a specialist in skull-based surgery where I don't make incisions, I go with an endoscope through the nose and we remove tumors, uh, large tumors through the nose
2: and uh doctor uh, what about the patient um that that gets this operation done um after the operation how would the patient feel like uh, is there a lot of pain uh, that the the patient will encounter afterwards how will that be managed uh, are there any medication special medication for that and and how will they feel afterwards in general or the quality of life so, afterwards
0: very very good question actually when you look at the patient you will not see that the patient has been operated at all. After a week, you will not find any scar. He will be just moving around as a normal person. This is number one. Number two is when we break the skull and operate through the skull, then the hospital stays more and you have various other consequences. You have uh, brain retraction, so you have some giddiness and things like that, which is completely avoided. But at the same time, since we are going through the nose, we, uh, the nose will have a little crusting, you know, it's a mm-hmm. crusting. So the patient has to douche the nose. We'll have to put saline inside the nose. Uh, apart from that, not much uh, of, uh, you know, abnormality, which is seen in the patient. The patient should be fine in another three months. And uh, the, the scarring is not there. The, the cosmetic results are better. The post-operative care and the results are far better than breaking the skull.
2: Wow, it sounds like a very intricate operation, you could say, and just kind of showcases how modern the healthcare is here in the Emirate of Sharjah. Uh, Dr. Janakiram, what precautions would you recommend to the public to take to actually
0: prevent such a case? First of all, um, patients should present early. So in Medcare Sharjah, uh, during my visits, I've been seeing that the patients present a little late. Mm. So the tumours are very big. For example we did a, a tumor very recently 60 grams it's very big and uh, they uh, presented with uh, diminishing vision so the the eye was uh, uh, you know he was not able to see through the eye and he also had the extension of the tumor into the brain so basically when the the earlier the better so the patient mm-hmm. when he presents with nasal obstruction or uh, if there is bleeding from the nose or if there is loss of smell or if there is, uh, you know, um, symptoms like nasal discharge. So it is better to present early uh, in such cases. So first is prevention. Second is if the patient has headache. Number one headache. He has to uh, come to a ENT surgeon or a skull based surgeon. And of course, if he has got fits, epilepsy, epilepsy or diminishing vision. So the vision starts diminishing. One side of the vision goes off the right side or the left side then he has to observe it and come to the um, the the skull base surgeon. With respect to the ear, some patients can have hearing loss. They can have hearing loss, they'll have a sound in the ear and all these are symptoms for which they have to present very early and so the treatment becomes very easy and uh, we will have uh, a better time.
2: Well, this, uh, this is really a very invasive and very... Um... Uh, sensitive operation let's just say it's a very uh, it's a very hard operation to to. I'm pretty sure to actually uh, get done but let me ask you about the success rate in general um, how would you rate it uh, the success rate of this operation or
0: the surgery So,
2: and if you had you're talking
0: about this particular operation yes or the skull in general? Base,
2: no the skull base surgery this uh, in general
0: okay in general skull base surgery uh, the success rate is very, very high, mm. provided the training is very good. So, uh, there are surgeons who do everything uh, and also skull based, but I am a pure skull based surgeon. So, I've been doing it for a long time now. And the success rate depends on the experience of the surgeon. Mm-hmm. So, in my hands, the sus- success rate would be around 90, 90 to 98%. And uh, nobody can guarantee 100% we are not God. But definitely, ninety to ninety-eight percent is uh, for sure.
1: That's a pretty high success rate, which is good. Uh, but you know, I was really concerned about these symptoms that you mentioned um, because they they're so easily ignored, um, and and there's no specific age. If you've, if you've operated at a child who's only nine, this tumour can happen at any age. Um, so how would you suggest to uh, the, the even the GPs, for example, or even the parents, to look at it in a bit more of a a serious way that is not just a place an issue where you just go to GP, take the meds, your nose bleeding will stop. If there are extreme cases like that, how can we be a bit more aware of this situation?
0: Excellent. Excellent question again. Uh, very nice interview. I'm enjoying it. Actually, you see, uh, the problem is when there is a problem in the eye, mm. if you have a small problem in the eye, immediately the patients run to the eye doctor. Yeah. Because they want to get it treated. But if there is a problem in the ear or the nose, maybe the ear is discharging or there is a sound in the ear. They are not bothered, much bothered. The nose block, they just take tablets and then you mm. go to the GP. And then that, that's something which is wrong. What you should do if you have early symptoms, like for example, nasal block on one side. I have seen uh, children as young as three years of age, not only really wow. nine, it's as as young as three and uh, these uh, pa- babies have some watery discharge from the nose. One side watery discharge. And immediately I feel that they, they should not ignore it. They should not go to a GP. They should go directly to a skull base surgeon or a ENT surgeon. And what he does is he will put in an endoscope. Now we have latest gadgets to see. We don't see like the uh, you know, old timers. It's straight away into an endoscope. And uh, we examine the nose. Now to enumerate it and to summarize it. Early detection. If the patient has got nasal obstruction, nasal discharge, epistaxis—that is, bleeding from the nose—or loss of smell, or for example, diminishing vision, or sometimes watering from the eye, all these, or sometimes slight bulging of the eye, these are all symptoms where they have to go very early with respect to the ear, ear discharge, and also some ringing noises, vertigo. That is a uh, little, uh, you know this feeling of imbalance so that is commonly see this is a misnomer many people when they have a little imbalance they first visit a general practitioner GP or a neurologist the commonest cause for imbalance that is a vertigo is ENT so they should visit a ENT surgeon and mm. that can be because of various reasons one of the reasons is a tumor inside the brain mm.
2: let's talk more about again uh, the post-operative recovery because that's very very important so uh, just uh, one last time uh, how long is the recovery time and also things to avoid after the surgery like activities or anything in, in particular
0: so skull based surgery is a spectrum you mm. have a big spectrum if it is if it is going to be a tumor in the nose then there is a specific recovery time If it's going to be the uh, tumor just above the nose, inside the brain, but just adjacent to the nose, the recovery time is different. So in general, I want to summarize that at least you should be uh, in bed rest for at least 14 days, 7 to 14 days after the surgery. Number one, there will be a crusting, a lot of crusting in the nose and you have to regularly follow nasal douching solution. So that is very important. And uh, number three is, Some patients are advised not to shake their head or lift very heavy weights Mm. or sneeze very badly or have constipation. These are things you have to avoid after a major skull base surgery. And uh, I mean, this is very important.
1: Amazing. Well,
2: Dr. Janakiram, I just want to ask, because you talked about uh, operating on a three year old and you just recently operated on a nine year old as well. Are infants more susceptible
0: to this than other ages? Uh, Now, there are some particular diseases which come in infants, for example, you have uh, meningo encephaloceles or you have tumors uh, like craniopharyngiomas. These are all common in children. Uh, And angiofibromas. Angiofibroma, I am the specialist. I have published the maximum number of series in the whole world in literature. And uh, I have published several articles on this tumor. And uh, this is very common in children. But there is another set where it occurs in middle-aged and elderly individuals, like, for example, pituitary tumors or, for example, cancers, cancers of the nose. Cancers of the nose, nowadays, we never cut. uh, Most of the cancers of the nose, we operate through the nose and uh, with with minimally invasive surgery. This is all the nuances of skull-based surgery. So we have the whole spectrum, right from three years till around 80 years, various kinds of tumors presenting in various kinds of patients.
1: Well, Professor, uh, there's lots of, lots of information, a wealth of knowledge uh, that we've just taken back from this interview. I know when there's a lot of paranoid mothers will be now knocking on your doors at the hospital saying, hey, you know, <laughs> get, get to my children checked up right now. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. And uh, I just
0: want to add only one thing. Yes. See, all these facilities have been added in Dubai, Medcare, Sharjah. And I'm sure that uh, the people in Dubai and around, around Dubai, like most of the world, will be benefited by this specialist care
1: amazing to see and worth uh, highlighting the the specialist care on offer here in the country thank you once again and uh, we look forward to catching up with you at some point soon in the future as thank well. you
0: very much
2: this is pulse 95 tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m